Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another episode of Crew Talk. I'm your host, Mariejo, with Hershey Winkleman, part of the Fans First Network. It's a it's a little different than the, the past few episodes. The Brewers are slumping. Five losses in a row. Series sweep. They got swept by the, the Rockies, just lost a, a tough one to the Giants. Um, yeah, not not great, especially after the great start to the season that they had. But luckily for them, everyone else in the Central also decided to lose. So they're only a game and a half back at the time of this recording, but things are not looking great right now for the Brewers. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's – I, I thought, you know, co- coming out of that Angel series that, you know, we would have maybe turned the corner, you know, we beat beat them and, you know, they have the superstars that we have mentioned previously. Um, but yeah, and then getting swept by the Rockies, that was just a super poor performance all around. I mean, giving up uh, seven runs in the second game and then nine runs in the third game, it's just you can't be giving up that many runs to a, to a team with not great hitting. And then we go into San Fran and we lose the first one, giving up six runs there. So it, it seems to me, at least what I've noticed is that the bats have quieted down and the pitching's gotten worse, like in the set the same time. But what, what, what are you, what have your observations been over the slump? Yeah, I think it's been a, a couple of things. I mean, for one, they, that giants game, you got Corbin Burns in the mound, which you kind of, you want to, those are ones you always feel like you should win, right? Even if he doesn't have a great outing, like you should, he will give you the best opportunity to win because he's Corbin Burns because he's a stud. And they just, 
they would have an opportunity. They would take the lead, got up early to nothing, and then they gave up two runs. And then they would get the lead again, but then kind of some unforced errors. There's a little squibbler back to the mound, and Burns kind of misplays it, and then they score two runs. And it just has kind of been it's been it's just been sloppy baseball, really. I mean, you know, you, you go to Colorado, you only score one run, two three runs in the first two games, and then they get six, but then course giving up nine it's hard to beat a team when you you give up nine runs so i don't know it just has kind of been yeah like you said it's the hitting's not great and the pitching is just kind of it's just been overall pretty sloppy sloppy play from the brewers yeah definitely it it hasn't been fun to see and i kind of liked what you said about you know the, the pitching um we're, yeah, there's we're not gonna win games if we're giving up nine runs. Like even even if the starter does well, it seems like sometimes the bullpen will come in and mess things up. Um, and you know we we've seen kind of a lot of that this year, where the starter will maybe give up a couple of runs early, and then the bullpen comes in and gives up a chunk of runs in those middle innings, and that seems to be a problem. And we you know we've talked about it before on previous pods. Um. But yeah, that might be something the Brewers look into to you know improve in the bullpen or honestly maybe as in the starting lineup too or in the starting rotation. I meant with you know Woodruff still being injured and you know not having a ton of depth. Yeah, yeah, it's uh just been it's been kind of a head scratcher really. And another thing that I've I've found and contributed to the losses that they had. Uh, in the Rockies and then um this last one against the Giants is that they they continue to struggle against left-handed pitching. Um you know they you got guys like like Willie who is against right-handers batting 250 with an OPS of 777 but then against left-handers he's batting 156 with an OPS of 558 and it's kind of across the board and it's been like this for years where they they just can't quite figure it about can't quite figure it out against left-handed uh pitchers and I don't know if that's a is that a problem within the system that they have or because they've got you know obviously they've got good hitters I'm not sure why there's such a big discrepancy between left-handed batter or left-handed pitchers and right-handed pitchers for them yeah, and it's weird too because Willie Adamas is a righty, so you would think that he would do better against a lefty because you get the lefty righty matchup. But it's clearly not the case. And Rowdy Telez, who has said, who's been one of our best hitters this year, he struggles against lefties because he's a lefty. So like, yeah, I I don't necessarily know if we have the personnel to like win those kind of matchups. So that's probably why we struggle in those. And I mean, look, coming up, I mean, we got. We got a great lefty in the next series that we have to face in Clayton Kershaw. So, right, yeah, it just it doesn't get easier for the yeah. Brewers, and they, and it's it's disappointing because it or it's not disappointing. It's it's hard for them because these are very winnable games, right? You go into Colorado, a team that had what nine wins. They finished, yeah, the yeah they went into that series. Rockies had nine wins, and the Brewers were one of the best teams in baseball. And you and you get swept by them. It's just not a very encouraging sign, especially coming up. You know, the Giants are fine. They're 14 and 17 right now, but you know, the Brewers are there's they're just 
kind of scratching at 500 right now if they continue on their uh their path yeah you know and it, and it's tough to see because you know we thought kind of at the beginning of the year when they got out to that hot start like oh you know these young guys are producing you know we got these prospects they're gonna be a, you know a real part of the team going forward um and we still have guys that were hurt that have come back kind of like guys like Tyrone Taylor who I know had two amazing throws in that Rocky series. He gunned two people out at home, which is kind of crazy, but so nice to have him back. But yeah, you know, it, it sucks to see them kind of lose that momentum because they were 18 and 10 going into that Rocky series and then started just losing everything. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, you've seen a lot of guys kind of come down to earth. A lot of those young guys, like you know, Bryce Trang's banging 240, which is, you know, as fine as you know, you don't want to expect a ton from those those young guys, but um, I think maybe there was a little bit of that. Oh, here we go, we got these guys. They come in with this excitement, and it's it's still gonna be there. It's just as you know, with the highs that come with the, that exciting place, you kind of have to be aware of the the lows that also come with guys that are you know twenty two, twenty three, starting their major league career. Definitely, and you know, I I I'd love to you know, see the young guys continue to produce, you know, I think it's, I think it's good for the team. I think it's, I think the fans are are really liking the fact that, you know, we have kind of a youth movement going on here. Um, But I think it'll be interesting. I mean, we've talked about it before, but how, how, how does council manage like all these young guys with all of these like guys that are coming back off of injury? Cause like we still have Urias, you know, now Tyrone Taylor's in the mix in the outfield. Um, you know, we got a lot of depth, but like none of it is like superstar depth or like superstar players when it comes to the hitting side of things. Right. Yeah. It's almost as if you kind of walk that fine line of you got a guy that you want to, you want to get him enough reps, a young guy, you want to get him enough reps to really get comfortable in that system and kind of learn, learn the, the ins and outs that come with, you know, being a near everyday player, but then you also don't want to run the risk of having a guy that's inexperienced and going through slumps or pitchers start to figure him out. And then you kind of got him on a, on a leash, you know, he's lacking confidence or you you're sacrificing an older guy who isn't in that same rhythm that he normally would be to put a younger guy out there. And then when he struggles, you don't get the best of, your more experienced player that's been sitting on the bench. It's a very fine line. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Something that another it was a kind of a storyline going to the year was the catcher position. I've been pretty pleased with the uh the start from our two catchers. What's kind of been your impression as we are, you know, we're into the the month of May with uh William Contreras and Victor Carantini. Yeah, I mean, I love what I've seen from Contreras. Um, you know, my, my prediction before we even started the year was that I think he would become an all-star catcher. Um, you know, he's he may not be on track, but he he looks like he's a near all-star batting 281 um with only one home run. And actually, I was at that game and it was a, it was a nice home run, but um still, you know, 8 RBIs, he's getting on base. Um, and he, you know, we, we were, we had questions about him behind the plate, um, defensively. And I don't, I don't necessarily think, you know, it's been that bad 
from what I've at least from what I've seen from him. And then we obviously already know what Caratini can do behind the plate. But you know, his 297 average, that's that's something I was not expecting at all. You know, I I I didn't expect Caratini to be getting on base the way he is when he's getting those at bats. And you know, I mean it's it's still, I mean, 37 at bats is not a ton. And obviously Contreras is that number one guy. But you know, it's really nice to see that we have like a platoon kind of rotation going on with two guys who can both be good behind the plate as well as at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Contreras is, you know, he's fourth in the team in hits right now. Like you say, he's very intuitive one. So it's, it's kind of, it's nice to see in a platoon setting. I think you kind of run the risk of not having very good consistency from a day-to-day basis you got someone that's better behind the plate and Victor Gertini but then you sacrifice something the, at the plate when you have him in there instead of William Contreras but yeah I've been uh I think that's something that's through this tough stretch of of play it's it's been a little bright spot I think it's a consistency that we've seen from the, the catcher position Definitely, for sure. I, I like what I've seen as well at first base, you know, with him using Luke Voigt and Rowdy Telez, um, you know, switching them off. And then sometimes they'll both play, but one of them would be DH. And I think it's I think it's interesting. I think Council's done a pretty good job at being creative throughout the year with his lineups. You know, we've seen uh, Brian Anderson at third base. We've seen him in left field. We've seen him in right field. We've seen Owen Miller at second base, third base. Right field, left field. We've seen Mike Brasso at third. We've seen him at in the outfield. Last year he played first base. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of versatility when it comes to playing positions on, on defense. And I and I like that. Um what kind of were your thoughts on you know, we're we're a month in now and you know, Jesse Winker was one of the bigger offseason acquisitions for us. What what are your thoughts on kind of what he's been doing for us so far this year? Yeah, he's been all right. I kind of thought he would maybe be a little a little closer to Rowdy Telez type um, instead of like an Owen Miller. But I think that's just kind of, you know, the nature of being in a new place. He's been okay. I think I was maybe expecting a little bit more at this point. But I think it's uh, – I he, he's someone like that that's kind of mid, mid of the lineup in terms of production-wise at this point, I think is is encouraging. I think he can only improve from where he's at right now. Definitely. And and when we look at, you know, the younger guys, I mean, like you said, Bryce Terang has, you know, kind of fallen back to earth after that, you know, fantastic series early on when he hit that grand slam. Um, and then Joey Weimer as well. You know, we he was slumping, then he started hitting the ball a little bit better, but he's still only hitting 211. Um not a home, uh, not uh, no. He's he's got he's got two home runs, but you know these guys have fallen kind of back to earth, and you know it's definitely not what you want to see out of you know rookie rookie players. Um, do you think Council has kind of a predicament on his hands once like Urias comes back with you know Bryce Terang? I don't think so. I think that will only. I honestly think that only help Bryce Terang having someone. You know, having more of a almost like a safety net, if you will, having Urias behind him will help counsel and it'll help him kind of just play free. I think having a veteran presence back at that third base position to kind of help him along. Uh, well, I think it's only going to benefit 
uh, you know, terrain going forward, kind of having a guy behind him or in front of him to kind of give him a little, take the load off of him and, and help him through uh, maybe some of the early, early struggles that he will run into or has run into at this point in this in the season. All righty, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with some more Brewers talk as we look forward to the next couple of series. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back on the Crew Talk podcast, talking some more Brewers baseball. We got uh, two games left against the San Francisco 49ers. Not 49ers, Giants. um, At this time of the recording. Um, And then... We come back home for a series against the Dodgers and the Royals. Um, you know, we're seeing Noah Syndergaard, Clayton Kershaw during that time period, and then as well as former Brewers at Granke. Um, kind of in this next, you know, eight-game stretch here, what 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 are you looking for kind of for improvements? Yeah, I'm just looking to just get, get – just see a win, you know. I think uh... – even if they don't win this series against the Giants, it'll be good for them to get a win on the board, take a, see that as a step in the right direction. And really, the Dodgers, okay, we always talk about the Dodgers as this great team. They're a consistent playoff presence. They're always a threat to win the World Series. But they're only sitting right now at the time of this recording, 19 and 14. So I haven't followed them super closely, but it's – it's not like we're going into the Rays, which we'll see uh, towards the end of the month. It's not like we're going to play the Rays right now, who are one of the best teams in all of baseball. Um, I think it's winnable. I, even through their their tough stretches, I think they're still very winnable games in Los Angeles. I think they're these Giants games are obviously winnable. The Giants are below 500, so I think they can uh, find a way out of this slump. It's going to be tough. Right, but there's there's definitely a way out. Definitely, I mean, and we when you look at who the Brewers have on the mound, you know, Colin Rea gets two starts during that stretch. Uh, Freddie Peralta gets two starts during that stretch, and then we see Lauer, Miley, and Burns, um, three in a row. Lauer and Miley are going against the Dodgers, and then Burns gets the first game against the Royals. So, you know, we got kind of. We get we get two we get two games of Freddie and Freddie's looked you know he's looked pretty good this year other than that start in uh, Colorado and gave up a couple of home runs early, um but yeah you know I I kind of like our pitching matchups here, um like you brought up earlier going against lefties is going to be tough for us and you know we have Clayton Kershaw who continues every year to just be one of the best pitchers in baseball it's honestly it's it's honestly crazy because I thought you know a couple of years ago that maybe his best days were behind him and, you know, he was going to kind of falter and lose his spot on the, as the Dodgers ace. And, you know, he's still continued to be that guy when it comes to the Dodgers. So, you know, we have to face him. It's unfortunate, but, you know, Wade Miley's on the mound across from him. Uh, It's a day game. And, you know, Wade Miley's been good this year too. It's been, he's been surprised. 
surprisingly good. You know, we, we didn't think that this is nearly the production we would get out of him. And, and yeah, I think, you know, looking at our pitching matchups, I think we do have a chance to take a couple of these games and turn the slump around for sure. Oh, definitely. And they really only have in their next uh, eight games, we've only counted two lefties projected to pitch against them. So that's really not that bad, in, especially in the spot that they're in. So in the, the Royals, they're 8-25 right now. Back in Milwaukee, so we have two games in San Francisco, and then we come back to Milwaukee for um, six. So maybe coming home, you know, I think you heard a lot of guys or you heard some quotes after the Colorado series, like, oh, we're just looking to get out of Denver, out of Colorado, just move on. And then you go to San Francisco and you have a, a game, a game that I'm sure felt winnable, that fell through their grasp, that I think it'll be nice for them to kind of come back home, back in a familiar situation. You're not going against, you only got two lefties on the mound. And I think you'll be, a uh, a good setup for them going forward. I don't know if they'll win. I I know we're very whenever we do these predictions, I'm very like, oh, we're gonna win five out of seven, right? I think it's at this point that might be hard to hard to expect. But if they could, at this point, if we could get a win against the Giants, and then get a series win against either the Dodgers or the Royals, I think that would be. It, it feels weird calling it a success right now, but it's if we can see something, you just got to see the ball go through the net, right? And then they'll be in a good spot. Definitely. I like your prediction. I think, you know, if we win four or five out of the next eight, I would consider that a success just because, you know, we would have gotten back to our winning ways. And, yeah, I want to look at, you know, kind of what you mentioned earlier, which was the NL Central. You know, we, we've been slumping a lot recently, and we still haven't really lost that much ground on the Pirates only one and a half games back, like you mentioned um, earlier, from that top spot in the NL Central. Um, the Cardinals are struggling still. The Cubs are, you know, they're they're behind us. Um, what are your, what are your kind of thoughts on how the Central is shaking out? And you know, is it is it panic time yet for St. Louis? I think so. I mean, it's, it's really it's unbelievable looking at the NL Central right now. I mean, the so the Brewers, as we know, five game losing streak. The Pirates are on a five-game losing streak. The Cubs, they just recently won, but they've lost three of their last seven. Or sorry, they've lost three of their last ten. The Reds are on a two-game losing streak, and the Cardinals are on a seven-game losing streak. No one, there's only, only the Reds have a 500 record in the last ten games. Cardinals are one and nine in the last ten games. And the Brewers, through it all, are still a game and a half back. So it's... If I'm the Cardinals, I'm definitely panicking sitting at 10 and 23 right now with the lineup they have. I saw they played the Angels. It was, when was it, over the weekend, and they blew a big lead in the ninth. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a nice – obviously, you don't like to see the Brewers struggle right now, but there is that nice kind of side piece that, well, they're, they haven't lost any ground in the division. And seems like no one in the division wants to be in first. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if the the Pirates can keep it going through uh through this month of May. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, I mean, you go through it's it's rare that you go through a five game losing streak and the team above you also goes on a five game losing streak. 
And uh, like uh, at the top or uh, at the time of recording right now, the Cardinals are tied with the Tigers midway through the seventh inning. So, you know, they're, they're struggling to beat the Tigers. I know we lost a series to the Tigers, but the Tigers are not, are not having the greatest of years. They're not like a star studded team. Um, so yeah, I definitely think at this point it's panic time for the for the Cardinals. I they're gonna ha- they're either gonna have to make trades and like rebuild their team, or probably fire their manager. Is my yeah. guess. That's that. There's no. I mean, this is just beyond what the scope of expectations was for this team going into the year. I was fully expecting them to be like a World Series contender. What the oh, guys? Yeah. And you know, it's early. Like, obviously, it's still May, so it's. It's not as early as it's been, but it's still pretty early. And you kind of look at some teams like the Yankees. The Yankees are in last place in the AL East right now. Um, there are some teams that you would think would be – the Phillies are in fourth in the NL East. So there's teams that are – you kind of look across each division, there's some stuff that's kind of surprising. The Diamondbacks are in second in the West. So it's – I think it's just kind of the nature of, of baseball is that you're going to get weird-looking – standings this this early in the season definitely and yeah i mean like you said looking looking around the standings do look extremely different than how a lot of people would have expected going into the year for sure yeah so it it should be a good week hopefully well i say it should be a good week it would be a good week would probably not be a good week like a couple weeks ago but any week it's obviously a good week when you got Brewers baseball on the TV and on the radio, and when you got Crew Talk on the on the podcast. Um, you can find us, as we say, anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Crew Talk FFSN, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for listening to another episode of the show, and uh, we will talk to you again next week with hopefully better Brewers results. Go Brewers!